Welcome to the Able Speaks podcast, where we speak to commonly asked questions by parents who have received a life-limiting diagnosis for their child. We're Daniel and Kelly Crawford, and we're glad that you've joined us. All right, friends, welcome to the Able Speaks podcast. We are going to answer another question today, uh, similar to a previous episode where we talked about whether or not should I have a baby shower. Today, similar but different, we're going to talk about should I make a nursery, which especially if uh, you're expecting your first child um, could be just a really relevant, pressing question. And so um, why don't you speak to that for us, Kelly? Yeah, I would just say there in the episode regarding um, should we have a baby shower and in this conversation about a nursery, there's freedom. So that's what we want parents to hear is that you are free to um, do it however feels right to you and whatever feels like a blessing, whatever is going to bring you joy, whatever is going to bring you peace in this season, then do that. And so we've seen families have a nursery and for those families that just felt like a sweet place for them to go during pregnancy and, you know, a lot of moms say, hey, I loved sitting in the rocking chair reading to my baby or praying or just thinking about them in a quiet space that felt designated for them or for us, you know. And so that brought them peace. And so that was a great use of that space for that family. And then we've had other families, which is kind of the camp that we fell in of just it didn't feel um, like it would bring us joy. It felt like it would be a hard reminder of um, that we might not get to bring Abel home. And so, and then also I think for me, it just felt like I don't, if, you know, when we were pregnant, it was like, if Abel does pass away, I don't want to have to then feel like at some point I have to remove the nursery, which felt like removing parts of him almost. So I didn't want to have to do that. And so we chose not to do a nursery and that was right for our family. And we've seen other families uh, choose that route as well. And then um, every now and then we also have families that kind of just designate maybe a little corner in the living room or in an extra room for the baby that isn't maybe a full-blown nursery, but just is a place to be quiet and reflect on where you're at in the season and the pregnancy. And, you know, they find that um, to be a sweet place to to go to even after the baby's born and or if, if the baby passes away. Yeah, I think that that, like when I close my eyes and think about that, I, I think that's the thing to keep at the forefront is just like that moment of, of a place that feels like a sweet, restful, peaceful place to reflect, to write, to read, to, um, you know, throughout the pregnancy, just uh, be that sort of safe place and special place where um that can be any number of things or it can be nowhere at all mm-hmm. and uh so you're about to say something yeah i think too you know uh women when you're pregnant you've got all these hormones and especially towards the end of pregnancy you literally you know we call it nesting but it's like you want to prepare a place i think that's something that is like ingrained in us, like the Lord gives us this desire to create a place for our baby to um, come home to that feels safe and cozy and comfortable. And so I think a lot of times that's kind of how it's expressed um, in maybe a more traditional or or typical pregnancy. And so um, if that feels like, again, a comfort to you, then I would say go for that. But then there's also ways to channel 
that um, that energy and that desire um, into our home or creating things for the baby that we could use in the hospital or, or different ways, you know, to feel like we're still preparing for our child's arrival because that is meaningful, but maybe we can do it in a way that feels more comforting to us. Yeah. And then the two last thoughts I would add, number one is if there's, if there's some just practical side for you planners and thinkers, unlike myself, <laughs> and there's a sense of like, well, we might very well have mm-hmm. a baby that's coming home. Yeah. And then we got to be ready to care for a newborn. And if we have nothing, where does that leave us? And I would say that, yes, there is wisdom in thinking through a, hey, in that scenario, what is our plan? Uh, but then I would also say, and we experienced this because we got to take Abel home is, and we had nothing, right? And, and it was, you've got this tribe of people that have been waiting for months for some way to just express outpouring of love and care and support. And now you've got tangible needs mm-hmm. and it's like, holy cow, people are going to hit the ground running. And we had yes. more stuff than we knew what to do with. And yep. it was just yet another just powerful picture of the body of Christ at work and just the Lord's provision at work. And so, uh, I would say too, another thing that we tell families is just like, um, newborns don't need much, you know? And so it's like a couple diapers, one or two outfits, you're, you've got plenty, you know? And so early on, um, as Daniel said, it's like people will provide more than you need, but also just reminding families of like, Hey, we really don't need that much. A lot of these preparations are just because it's, it's enjoyable to us, you know? But if in this season it ends up not being that, then then um, don't feel obligated. But also if you're still like, no, I'm pregnant and this is my way of celebrating my baby, then by all means, uh, lean into that and enjoy every moment. Yep. And my last thought would be, I just think of one family I know that we spoke with that I just felt really burdened for. And um, essentially there was this sense of, well, if we don't almost prepare a place, are we in a way kind of speaking over our child's story you know, doubt and, um, Hey, we don't see this going well. And so we did a whole episode. Number eight was on, did you pray for healing where we kind of approach this more theological side of that sort of, uh, conversation that I would encourage and and point you towards. But for this one, I would just say, uh, man, I I would love to see that burden lift of, Hey, uh, how this story is going to play out, how my child's life is going to play out. I just, I just promise you it's it's not going to come down to, did you make the nursery or didn't you? And so, um, with that, any other things you would add? I think you touched it all really well. Yeah, no, I think just, uh, be free, you know, of doing what you feel is like expected of you or the traditional thing. Um, if that blesses you, by all means, go that route. But if not, then think outside the box and have fun with it and, and make it your own. Yep. If it feels like it steals away in any capacity from peace and from comfort, uh, feel no obligation. And if it ushers those things in, then in this scenario or any other numbers, uh, run towards that and pursue that in celebration of your child. And so uh, that wraps up this episode of the Able Speaks podcast. We will see you next time. Hey friends, thanks for listening in. We hope this content has been helpful. At Able Speaks, we exist to support families who have chosen to carry a child with a life-limiting diagnosis. And we want you to know that the foundation of that support is rooted in relationships. And so if you're a parent in this circumstance, then by all means, continue listening in. But we'd really encourage you to reach out by sending an email to support at ablespeaks.org. 
Again, our heartfelt prayer is that this episode has served you in some way and that we might have the opportunity to serve you further in the future. The Able Speaks podcast is produced by the team at Tarno & Company and mixed and edited by the team at Sound of a Rose.